0: The country Israel is at a tipping point. The right-wing government is pushing laws to change the balance of power and weaken the court. This is causing difficult conversations in New York City synagogues. And that means it's up to the rabbis to help their congregants as they grapple with these complicated issues. Henrietta McFarland checks with New York City rabbis to see how they are coping. It's 7 on a Tuesday evening and the rows of blue folding chairs at the Kane Street Synagogue are packed. But the congregants aren't here for a typical service. It's Israel's 75th anniversary, and rabbis from around Brooklyn have joined together to find a way to mark the birthday. Anakai Laulavi is sitting in front of the room. He's one of the rabbis leading the meeting. What is the role description of your role as rabbi? What does it entail?
1: I'm the spiritual leader of a congregation, which means that I'm there when people have needs such as a baby naming or a burial, or when they have a broken heart or broken limbs.
0: But tonight his role is different. The rabbis at this ceremony want to help their congregants consider their connections to Israel. That's difficult this year because of the protests against the Israeli government. Prime Minister Netanyahu's government has proposed controversial changes which would limit the Supreme Court's power to rule against him and other elected officials. Protesters say Israel's democracy is at stake. Rabbi Laulabi says members of his congregation don't all agree on the issue. As a rabbi, it's his job to lead his community through difficult and confusing times. So he and other rabbis are making a point to discuss this issue, even though it's a thorny one. One of the rabbis standing at the front of the room asks the attendees what they think about the country's foundational promise. 75th anniversary. How do we celebrate? She says, On the 75th anniversary, how do we celebrate? Everyone starts talking at once. It's hard to hear over all the voices. You can feel the tension rising in the room. After centuries of persecution, including the Holocaust, which saw the systematic murder of six million Jews, Israel was meant to be a place of hope and refuge. One lady sitting toward the back of the room says she's really disappointed in the Netanyahu government. Then a man at the front of the room stands up and raises a different issue. The original He says the original sin that accompanies the expulsion of Palestinians is here unadogged and unresolved. He's talking about the Palestinians who were displaced and exiled from their homes as Israel declared its independence. Today many of their descendants remain stateless. The UN says there are nearly 6 million Palestinian refugees. There are Palestinians who do have Israeli citizenship, but they are a minority in the country. Rabbi Laulavi says it must be addressed. He's also a human rights activist and has spent many years advocating for the rights of Palestinians. He's playing that role tonight.
1: It's an opportunity to ask hard questions.
0: Could you tell me what would some of those hard questions be?
1: Well, the hard questions are there are many people in my community, in my world, in my family, and in my friend circle who are not Zionists, who do not believe that Israel should exist as a land, as a nation, as a homeland for Jews if it comes at the expense of a democracy that is an equal opportunity land and state for all its people.
0: Some rabbis in New York don't bring up the topic of Palestinians at all. I reached out to about 10 of these rabbis, but they either declined to comment or did not respond to my emails.
1: So how do you celebrate the transition from we honor the fallen who have died in the wars and in all the violent attacks and then we celebrate Israel's independence and we're pro-Palestine? And we know that 20% of Israeli citizens are not Jewish, and they are Palestinian. And they're not celebrating tonight. Some of them are my dear friends. So how do we do both and?
0: But as a rabbi and activist, encouraging his congregation to join in the protests in New York City is another way he's been addressing the topic of Israel. For the past few months, protesters have been gathered next to the fountain in Washington Square Park. Today, they're holding blue and white Israeli flags and they're shouting the Hebrew word for democracy. Demokratia! 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 Carrie Carter is a rabbi at the Park Slope Synagogue in Brooklyn. She's also been at many of the protests, but says addressing the topic of Israel and her congregation has been challenging for her. She initially didn't want to speak to a reporter about it. Israel is just complicated. It's just, Israel is just complicated. Rabbi Carter has a different approach than Rabbi Laulabi to addressing the conversation of Israel with her congregation she takes a more backseat approach and focuses on giving people space to think for themselves. I've always thought of my role as being a, being a person who creates a
1: frame so that people can find their path, especially now around Israel. I feel like my role is to help, to help people come to these spaces and, um, and figure out for themselves how they can be a part of the conversation.
0: Carter says Israel's 75th anniversary can't be addressed in one event or in one space the Park Slope Jewish Center is running a series of events on Israel, from reflectives like the event this evening, to Israeli film showings, a poetry reading by Palestinian Israeli poets, and kids activities. But rabbis are people too, and just like her congregants, Carter says she also needs help sometimes. So you, you help all these people, you, you give them a, a, a advice and frameworks. Where do you go for help or advice? <laughs>
1: There are wonderful colleagues who can help.
0: And on top of that, I have an amazing therapist. But a therapist can't give advice on what to tell a congregation about Israel. That's Bastia Gartenstein's job. She gives advice to the advisors. I caught up with her at another protest outside the Israeli consulate in Midtown. A swarm of umbrellas and Israeli flags wave in the air. I hop under Gartenstein's umbrella to chat. She works for a Jewish community organization in Virginia, but she's been sent all over New York State to speak at synagogues.
1: And people feel intimidated and so they don't they don't maybe feel confident enough to look for information and synagogues feel nervous about what side to take in the
0: issue. Gartenstein's job is to equip them with the complicated political knowledge they need to confidently talk about Israel with their congregations. Back at the Kane Street Synagogue, for Rabbi Laulavi that extends beyond synagogue doors. It's personal. Israel's birthday is his birthday too.
1: I am fifty-four. For the last fifty-four years there's a double-decker, two-tier chocolate cake with whipped cream, frosting, and strawberries with candles and flags of Israel.
0: One of the cake's layers is for him, the other for Israel. Laulavi grew up in Israel and his family still live there. He shows me a video message he received earlier that day from his family in Jerusalem. His family is sitting around a large wooden table singing happy birthday in Hebrew. And of course, in the middle of the table is the two-tiered cake. Laulavi says he's usually not too happy about having the Israeli flag on his cake. But this year, for the first time, he's okay with it.
1: I told my mother, you can do the little flags. This year, I won't mind. But I see so many people who have the flag and are excited about what it means as a hopeful sign of the Israel we want not the Israel that is now.
0: The flag has become a symbol of the protest movement in Israel. Members of the Kane Street Synagogue will be heading out to the Washington Square Park to protest again on Sunday. And the rabbis here this evening hope they can play a part in helping their communities through this challenging time. Henrietta McFarlane, Columbia Radio News.